I'm scared. Okay, my name is George, and this is how I define success. Should I start now? My name is George, and this is how I define success. Hey, everybody, this is episode 29 of Artist Soapbox. Part of it is finding who your target audience is or or why you're doing it for the audience that you're doing it for. And, and, and I think that means that you can, no, no matter how many shows you do and what kind of shows you do, that connection will always sort of be there. Hello and welcome to Artist Soapbox, a podcast featuring triangle area artists talking about their work, their plans, their manifestos. I am Tamara Kassane. This is a solo episode, What I Learned from 40 Years of Not Being Famous, Part 1. This is the first installment of a multi-part series planned for the Artist Soapbox podcast, in which I consider how we might love the artists we are and support the artists we love, even when, especially when, we feel like we're falling short. My hope is that this is a shot in the arm for people who are trying to craft a life of creativity and art making and feeling like, what the fuck? Hey, I'm David, and uh, I feel like success is a sliding scale some days. And ultimately, success to me is just being happy with who you are and what you do. And some days I am, and some days I'm not. And the days I am are great. And the days I'm not are really hard. (laughs) I presented a draft of this episode after a performance of Honest Pint's production of The Absolute Brilliance of Leonard Pelkey. I'm so grateful to Susanna Huff and David Henderson for that opportunity to try out this material and to the audience members who stayed after to listen and participate. You've already heard some of their voices. I'm also grateful for the patrons of Artist Soapbox via our Patreon page, who had early access to this content and gave me really useful feedback. Thank you, Soapboxers. In what I learned from 40 years of not being famous part one, I'm going to tell you a very small portion of my story as a local, non-famous theater artist, and some observations I've made here about fame and the ways in which we define success, especially success, for local artists. Think of all the artists you love. And I don't mean in the romantic way, although that would be fine too. I mean, you just think they're great. Picture them in your mind for a moment. They're probably quite a few, right? I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you have a number of artists in your life that you love and support, even if you support them from afar as admirers of their work. Thank you for that. I feel very lucky to be surrounded by artists and arts lovers in my life. I'm the only artist in my family, and by that I mean the only person in my family who claims that as her calling. Sometimes I get the feeling my friends and family don't always know what's going on with me and my art. They want to support me, but they aren't always sure what I need. Do you ever feel that way? Even as an artist myself, I haven't always done my best to support other artists around here, and I hadn't given it much thought about what that would look like. Until now. Here's my message. If you are an artist, I want you to love the artist you are. If you are an art supporter, I want you to support the artists you love, especially here, 
at the local level. Please see us. We're making art for you. That's it. (laughs) That's what I got. After 40 years of making art and never in a famous way, that's where I've arrived. I want to shine a light on the messages, practices, and assumptions that prevent us from being a truly supportive arts community and suggest a new way of operating. I like to imagine what our community would look like if we knew how to really understand and recognize the artists we love here, and we did it without reservation, with enthusiasm, with consistency. Because here's a problem. In our society, we have some really mixed up attitudes about fame and success, and these are giant hurdles that artists must overcome in getting to genuine and long-lasting satisfaction. So, here's what I learned from 40 years of not being famous. Number one, each artist needs to define success on their own terms and figure out if fame is what they're really aiming for. And number two, We can help reframe success for local artists by helping those artists feel valued, appreciated, and resourced. My name is Beth. Um, I have had a lot of successes in my life early on. I uh, had a scholarship to uh, East Carolina Music School and went in there with the violin. Carried it on for about 30 years and then did that thing that you should never do and put it down. (laughs) I also did some community theater and put that down also for about 20 years. So uh, what I enjoyed about tonight with Tamara was the idea that, you know, it's never too late. You can still work on it, uh, work on your art, even if it's just for yourself, and still be happy with it without the huge success that, uh, I guess, gets blown out of proportion. Let's take a moment for some thinking. Think in your mind about the answers to these questions. What are two or three words that come to mind when you think of someone successful in their career, any career? How would you finish this sentence? A successful artist, dot, dot, dot. What would an artist need to accomplish at a local level to be successful, in your opinion? Hold on to these thoughts, and we'll come back to them. Here's a secret. I have been a very unhappy artist for most of my adult life, which is a pretty long time. And much of my unhappiness has been in response to feeling like I have failed by not being more famous and not achieving more as an artist. And this is ridiculous and embarrassing to admit, but there you go. We all get messages about what success looks like while growing up from wider culture, our friends, school, community, media, and ourselves. For me, growing up, success meant being recognized for being excellent at something and making a lot of money. And of course, all that excellence and money would make you happy, so you'd be very happy too. Recognition plus excellence plus money equals success. And there was also the implication that successful people are the special people, and everyone just loves them. Did any of those words resonate with the messages you received about what it means to be successful? Excellence, recognition, money, specialness, everyone loves you. 
Thankfully, my story is mostly uneventful, so I won't detail it for you. But suffice it to say that I've been on stage since I was five, and I was very good in school, and I went to Duke, and everyone, myself included, expected that I would be a great success. I was headed for recognition, excellence, money, specialness. Everyone loves me. And if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, see you on Broadway, or made some other Hollywood-related remark about where I was headed, or where I should be headed, or where they wished I was headed, then I would be rich. Theater people, tell me, have you experienced this? All of those, see you on Broadway, see you on the big screen, statements filled with sweetness as they wished me well, as they made assumptions about where I wanted to take myself, my life, my art. It was a clearly defined statement of success that we'd silently agreed on in our shared small-town American culture. Because for the general public, success for a theater maker is New York, L.A., Broadway, Hollywood, movie screens, TV shows, awards, name and lights, Big. Famous. Everyone was so well-meaning. And I was so sad. Even as I smiled and nodded. Even still, in my 40s, I say, Oh, thank you. Wouldn't that be nice? But here's the thing. I had a pretty strong suspicion that I'd never achieve that kind of fame. That kind of success. 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And what's more, I didn't want to. I didn't want that kind of life. I didn't want to do what I needed to do to get it. I didn't think I was talented enough. I didn't think I was driven enough or tough enough or whatever. You need to make it big. I didn't think that was for me. And still and always, I feel ashamed year after year for not achieving... What? For not achieving other people's dreams? For not even getting close? Ohio! I never made it. I'm mostly just a mom. I do theater in my community. Sometimes. And it's a matter of scale, isn't it? Most artists are fed the message that success is a matter of scale. Recognition, excellence, money, specialness, everyone loves me nationally, globally, with lots of zeros, and a big picture of your face in the publication where all the most important faces are. There's a stigma about local artists, and we've bought into it, myself included. In the art world, okay, I mean in the triangle, in our world, the local artist doesn't command the same kind of respect, resources, or attention as the out-of-town creators who are brought in. And this is why colleges and universities here often pay to bring in high-profile artists from out of town to work with their students and to create work on their campuses. This is why the majority of alumni who are celebrated are the ones who've gone away and done something. This is why the city brings in so many high-profile, out-of-town artists to create public artwork here. And venues bring in Broadway musicals or big-ticket shows and high-profile music festivals and exhibits. This is why the majority of Triangle citizens don't think twice about spending their entertainment money in the big venues with the high-ticket prices and the famous names. You know which venues I'm talking about, right? This is why many of the artists I know kick around the triangle for a few years, and then they leave. 
for grad school elsewhere, for New York, L.A., Atlanta, Boston, they don't feel like they can gain any traction here. I, I understand why all this is happening. I think I understand. Finances, bureaucracy, complications, competition. I think I understand. It's very hard, and this is the way we've always done it, and maybe I'm not seeing the bigger picture. And I understand there are exceptions, and I'm grateful for those. However, I still object to the basic, pervasive assumption that the local art community must automatically operate at a level below professional work. That the real transformative revolutionary work happens someplace else and we need to bring it here. Yes, everyone benefits from exposure to other artists from away and cross-pollination leads to powerful discoveries, but if you're going to bring in the special artists from away, then at least set up the local artists as co-collaborators, co-learners, co-contributors. And if your reason for bringing in the real talent from out of town is because you claim there's not enough talent here, then my question is, what are you doing to grow your community of artists? Where is your investment? Feed us. We're here making art for you. There's a great imbalance. Local artistry is underfunded, underreported, and undervalued. As a result, so are the artists and the administrators who do that work. It's not surprising we internalize a feeling of not measuring up and fantasize about being discovered and being swept away to superstar land somewhere else. Maybe this will be the time I get noticed by someone important. Maybe today. Maybe tonight. Maybe it's happening right now. Anyone out there important? Can you make me important, too? All right, I'm Will, and I've been fascinated by what I've seen in society where it's been a big push to have from farm to table, getting your local produce. That has always been, especially the last few years, a huge thing. So from my perspective, I look at this and go, well, we want our produce local. We want our meats and everything that we eat from local. But somehow we want to get a steak out of New York to come show us how it's done. That doesn't make sense to me. We have talent here. We have folks that are every bit as good, if not better. So this is no different. It's no different than from farm to table. You are going to get the best because it's the freshest and closest to you and can speak to you better. For so many reasons, external forces and internal voices, it's a challenge for local artists to feel successful. I'm not even sure most of us know what successful means or looks like for us. So, I got really depressed about two years ago after I had my second child. I wondered if I made theater because I simply didn't know what else to do. 40 years as an actor, maybe theater is my bad habit. And addiction, the only identity I've got. Maybe I should give it up, because it's not like I ever made anything of myself. I never went anywhere. I'm not even famous, like even around here. And I'm getting older, and I'm the mother of two small kids. And for women, we know what that means. And I would scream, I'm a failure. My art is shit, and so am I. Have you ever felt that way? Do you know any artists who feel that way? 
Then, luckily, then, something else bubbled up from that very deep postpartum funk. A very strong internal head shake and figurative face slap that I gave myself to snap out of it. I remembered. And this is something you can help remind me and the other artists you know in a similar state of mind, but gently, gently remind them. I remembered that I am in a position of great privilege. I have time and resources to make art. Not as much as I want, not as much as I feel like I need on a daily basis, not at the level I feel like I am capable of because... Kids. But I do have the opportunity to make amazingly deep art with wonderful artists, and not many people have that. I'm making art, therefore I am an artist. I moved back to Durham 13 years ago because I love it here, and I love the people. I want to make work here. So what excuse do I have? What exactly am I complaining about? And how can I consider myself a failure when I haven't clearly defined my success? I wonder if you've ever asked a triangle artist about their goals and aspirations. And if you did, I wonder, what did they say? Anyway... This continuous, unhappy artist, I'm so sad because no one thinks I'm important because I'm not famous, was just the biggest pile of bullshit coming out of my mouth ever, and I called myself on it. Tamara, do better. Be an artist here. Bloom where you're planted. So, a choice. I could keep doing what I'd been doing. I could quit entirely, or I could move forward in a different way. I could learn to love the artists I am and support the artists I love here. I could redefine my terms and my criteria so I'd know when I truly made it. Hi, Megan. I think being success is being in a community where I feel appreciated um, or that my art is appreciated. And I am in a place where I feel challenged Um, and comfortable to meet those challenges um, and face the fears that I have because I do think that that's when my better work comes out. According to this amazing organizational psychologist I was listening to, her name is Dr. Laura Gallagher, we are constantly managing issues around competence, significance, and likability. Meaning, we're all super anxious about appearing incompetent, insignificant, or unlikable. It's so perfectly true, right? Our defense mechanisms spring up to protect us from these insecurities, and we become petty, selfish, defensive, jealous, not our best selves. You might imagine artists are particularly vulnerable to concerns about incompetence, insignificance, and unlikability. Making art even a little bit, even in our neighborhood with our friends, makes us feel really vulnerable. We may be more aware... My theater friends and I joke all the time about how ridiculously hungry we are for approval and recognition and accolades, but we aren't necessarily gifted at dealing with our insecurities. We kind of suck at that, and we could use some support. (laughs) What might it be like for all artists, well, for all of us, to feel a sense of satisfaction, dare I say pride, in just being ourselves? 
And just being ourselves doesn't signify complacency. I'm not implying stagnation. In fact, I think the opposite would be true. By cutting out the noisy desire to be someone else, to be somewhere else, by no longer feeling pressured into goals that we don't want to achieve, by ridding ourselves of the baggage of mislabeled successes, we free ourselves to grow into the artists, the people that we yearn to be, are meant to be, gradually and with intention and with a sense of rightness and authenticity. By starting from a sense of we are enough, we can feel safe to grow and risk and become more. That applies to everyone, right? When we feel like we are enough, we feel safe enough to become more. This is our work to do individually and as a community, and it's a journey. The question for me becomes, What am I doing? Why am I doing it? In fact, in a conversation with an artist friend, I remarked, well, it's not like any of us are getting rich around here or famous, so why are we doing this? We should probably figure that out. Nine months ago, I started a podcast for Triangle Area Artists to do just that. I've conducted over 30 interviews for the Artist Soapbox podcast. The artists almost always have a story about the point in their lives when they gave up their art and were miserable as a result. No one's making any real money, no one's getting famous, so what's the payoff? Well, the payoffs these artists described about their art making when they got back to it include feeling alive, forming deep connections, opening the minds and hearts of others, feeling spacious and free and powerful, doing something that matters, feeling like themselves, feeling a sense of accomplishment. They describe the payoff that comes when they challenge themselves to do something they were afraid of, and they succeeded. During dozens of Artist Soapbox interviews, I've never heard anyone say they're doing their creative work just to become famous. They want to get paid, of course, and that's hard to do around here. They want to be known. They want to be authentic. They want to get better. They want to express their gratitude. They want to help others. They want to make a difference. They want to express themselves and be heard and appreciated. Competence, significance, likability. My name is Carissa. Um, and I, I think I define success, as you said, like as a feeling, right? It's a feeling of, um, of contentment and fulfillment and sort of pleasure in what you're doing in a way that feels like it feeds you back. So you put so much energy into something, and I feel like success is when that thing also gives you energy back, instead of continuing to drain your energy, as so many things do. Fame could still be that secret desire that pulses beneath the surface of our art making, which I think has a lot to do with the association between fame and money. We think that famous people probably get paid, and we want to get paid for our work. But for most of us, fame is the... Wouldn't it be nice if that happened? Parenthetical statement next to our true mission as an artist. We know fame doesn't necessarily equal making good art or doing something meaningful. We already suspect we're making good, meaningful art right in this triangle corner of our world. And yet, we feel, well, I'll speak for myself. Even after my little snap-out-of-it epiphany, I still occasionally feel ashamed being a non-famous theater maker at 45 years old. I feel confused when telling people what I do. What do I do? 
they've never heard of me and I'm not making enough money to support myself. Do I really get to call myself an artist with a part-time irregular practice? Am I a hobbyist? Should I be embarrassed that I'm not trying to work somewhere else? How do I reconcile the way I feel about my work and the way society feels about my value as an art maker? When my daughter says, My friends at school wish their moms were actors and did cool things like make movies and plays, I feel embarrassed. My daughter's friends' moms are veterinarians, nurses, teachers, business owners, professionals. I made $500 last year from my art. And if my spouse didn't carry the financial load of our household and pay for our life, I wouldn't be able to make art at all. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm an embarrassed, unhappy artist. Now, I wouldn't be embarrassed if I was Holly Hunter, Frances McDormand, Angela Bassett. I wouldn't be embarrassed to be those artists doing cool things like making movies and plays with that degree of success. It's an easy backslide into the artist toxic cesspool of misery. No fame, no money, fears of incompetence, insignificance, unlikability, and I'm drowning and it's ridiculous. <laughs> what I've learned from 40 years of not being famous part one is that it just doesn't make sense for me to feel like a failure anymore. Not only because I haven't clearly defined success for myself given my life, my lifestyle, my aspirations, but it also doesn't make sense for me to feel like a failure because I've done some really cool, fun, and meaningful work some really cool shit and I'm going to do more. So I'm done. I'm done with that artist toxic cesspool of misery. I'm really profoundly proud of the art that I've made here and the people here who are making the art. We are doing incredible work in the triangle. Artists around here are kicking ass doing so much with so little. I have deep respect for them. I mean, you know, Triangle artists are doing incredible work or you wouldn't be here listening. So, why am I sharing this with you? Well, based on conversations with friends, podcast guests, and coaching clients, I know I'm not the only artist around here who feels like this, and I think we should talk about it. Also, I have some ideas about how to approach this. And also, because I think this is a real problem for artists and for our community there's so much emotional and psychological static, spotty validation, lack of respect, defensiveness, anxiety, jockeying for position. There's so much noise that we cannot hear our true, authentic inner artist. We can't hear valuable feedback from others. In effect, we're cutting off the means by which we artists could get better at our craft. And we get so caught up in the crap that we prevent or sever connections vital to collaborative art, to crossing disciplines and cultures, to the relationship between artists and audience and the thriving of this little corner of the world. Basically, what I'm saying is that if artists here don't love themselves and feel loved by the people who surround them, then the whole local art ecosystem is jacked and the whole community is diminished and I want to do better. Let's do better. Let's bloom 
where we've planted. Hey, this is Brian. For me, uh, I'm a producer in town and that I have a story. If I find a script that I have a story to tell, I want to share that story with everybody because I, I you know, I want to hear people's differences. I want to see people walk in different shoes. And so I want to share that with my community, but not just the art. Then it's important to me as a producer to give back to the people that are affected by the spine of that storytelling. We were talking about payoffs earlier. What might the payoff be if artists could unhook from the traditional markers of success, fame and money? What might the payoff be for our community if local artists could feel like their work is important, appreciated, and meaningful? What do you think? What would it be like to have a healthy arts community, give and take, mutual support, artists and community? What would the payoff be, do you think? I think we'd have happier artists. I think we'd have more risk-taking And ultimately, I think we develop better, more vibrant art here that we can all enjoy and feel good about. And a sense of communal pride and connectedness with this creative place we live in. I think we would have more artists. Getting clear about what success means for us individually and as a community also gives us better odds that we'll achieve it. So how do we do this? How do we get to a place of loving the artists we are and supporting the artists we love? Because, friends, what I really think is that success is a feeling, not an accomplishment. And it has much to do with feeling competence, significance, and likability. How do we increase those feelings for ourselves, for our artists, and reframe success that is based in reality? Well, I'm going to share that with you (laughs) in upcoming podcast episodes. What I learned from 40 years of not being famous, part two, part three, etc. I hope you'll stay tuned. I'll talk more about how artists can get clear, connect, and challenge themselves, and how we can respect creative work and remove obstacles in a way that feels affirming and inspiring and maybe even fun for all of us. For now, I encourage you to consider what success looks like for you, for our community, for the artists surrounding you. How do we get there? How can you help? What are we striving for? Ask yourself, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Ask your favorite artists and see what they say. You can define or redefine your terms and criteria based on your life and your aspirations so you will know when you've truly made it. Success is within your reach. Hey, this is Susanna, and I define success by being really happy with what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Like if I wake up and I go, you know, I just really love making theater and everything's going good and I, I'm i enjoying what I'm doing. Even though it's hard and there are obstacles, I still love what I'm doing. And it's not about the money. It's never been about the money. I wish it could be about the money, but it's not about the money. 
And the other thing I was thinking about was that your comment about fear, like that's an obstacle. And you know what? When you're as old as I am, the fear is gone. I don't have any fear. That's why I'm doing it. Um, I really am not afraid of anything. There's things I don't like that happen, like people criticize you, which I think is complete bullshit. And that's one of the obstacles is the criticism involved. And it is an obstacle that's built in. It's like systematic. My obstacle is money. And I don't mean making money. I mean having the resources to produce. That's the number one thing. If that were not a problem, boy, there's no stopping us. Because I ain't afraid of anything. I'll try it, man. I'm doing it. But boy, is it tough with no money. Thanks for listening to Artist Soapbox. This podcast is supported by the Soapboxers, the patrons of Artist Soapbox. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash artist soapbox. For more information, see the show notes or our website, artistsoapbox.org. Thanks so much. And we're out.